If people like you, they will listen to you. But if they trust you, they will do business with you. Zig Ziglar. Today, as we head into the holidays, we are talking branding, messaging, networking, and so much more. You have the power to be the boss of your own life. I'm your host, Monica Allen. I'm a wife, mom, entrepreneur, best-selling author, lifelong learner, and your biz bestie. I have a love and passion for all things small business. Growing my own company from $700 to over seven figures annually, my goal is to bring you inspiration, business-focused topics and tips, encouragement, and a community that helps you launch, grow, and scale your business whether you are a dreamer, a side hustler, or a seasoned entrepreneur, you are listening to the Become Your Own Boss podcast. I have a love-hate relationship with November. Okay, hate actually may be a strong word, but it does kick off our busy season. So the holidays are stressful, but wonderful. I love Thanksgiving, not just for all the delicious food, but also I love the reminder to take some time to show gratitude and to give thanks. This episode is dedicated to some powerful and inspiring women that help to push and motivate me in my business. I'm truly grateful to them for their consistent support, cheerleading and connection. I've had the pleasure of speaking to many of them right here on the podcast. And today I bring you one more of these inspiring women. I met Talisha Joseph on Clubhouse, and you may say, Monica, you have met a lot of people on Clubhouse, and I have. During the pandemic, this app was an amazing place to meet other powerful women who are growing businesses, mommying, and doing all the things. I met Talisha in a women networking room, and when I heard her voice, I thought, wow, she is a force. This room would often have hundreds of people in it at any given time, sharing business knowledge and resources. You will see what I mean about her voice in just a minute. As a seasoned network strategist and corporate facilitator, Talisha is the founder and CEO of The Official Glue, an agency that helps to get your business unstuck by crafting and using the right messaging each and every time so your business can truly grow and your message can be sticky. Talisha will explain what she means by having a sticky message. Take a listen to my chat with Talisha. Talisha, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so delighted for our conversation. Me too. Wow. I mean, this has been a long time coming and we're finally here. We are finally here. First off, just tell me what made you start your business? What problem were you trying to solve? Well, I was in the hospitality industry for a couple of years, and I've always been in the customer service industry doing that thing. And my final position, I had a young man who was going into a marketing interview and he was just so boring and bland. And I was like, you know, I asked him a few questions. I was like, let me see your resume. And I'm like, this ain't gonna cut it. And then he was wearing these khaki pants and the blue button down shirt. And I'm like, you're going for a marketing interview. Like you should be the advertisement for your own business. And it just sparked. It sparked me right there. I'm like, what is going on right now is that people just really don't know how to network. 
people don't know how to network and know how to manage people and know how to represent themselves well, it creates a bigger problem than just you and I. It's like a huge issue. When that young man came in and he was really not marketing himself as a business, I was like, this is exactly what I need to do in order to help other people learn how to represent themselves well and get them in a space where they want to be instead of having to take these lower level jobs. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they're smart and they have a lot to add and value to bring to corporations. But when you don't know how to network that stuff, then you are left running coffee. Mm, Gotcha. Represent themselves stands out to me there. How are you helping people represent themselves when they go out into the market space? Yeah, I mean, the first thing we have to do is pull out your personal value. I think a lot of people just don't recognize that they have value and they don't know what it is. I think it's different from purpose, like finding your purpose, but knowing what your values are and your values can change, right? What Mm -hmm. you are really, really great at today might not be the same in six months because you're always adding value to yourself. But if you don't recognize those things as valuable, then you have, you're at a disadvantage when it comes to networking. Gotcha. I guess that phrase, know thyself is really important. And that leads me to kind of how we met or how I've had an opportunity to work with you. You have helped some of us represent ourselves and our brands better through words. Can you talk to me a little bit about that aspect of representing your brand with the right words? Yeah, I think messaging is literally the foundation to all business. If we're not sharing the right message, then we're not going to get the right people. And I really believe that messaging should be figured out at the very beginning. If you're running business and your message isn't right at the very beginning, you're kind of going to have to start all over again and reinvent yourself. And no one really wants to do that. We don't want to be rebranding ourselves every couple of months, all right? Messaging is super important. And what we forget to do is really infuse what it is that we're doing into our message. So we share all the things about how we can help other people, how we can help you get your needs met, but we forget to include our needs in our message. That's where the magic really happens is when you're creating a message that has balance, where you're sharing what you can do for someone, but you're also sharing what they can do for you. Okay, so tell me, how does messaging and networking work together? Well, messaging and networking work together because the message is the thing that you're going to be telling people all the time, all the time. And I think sometimes we we get so bored, we're like, oh, I'm tired of saying the same thing. But you really need to say the same thing every single time. But if we're saying the same thing all the time, but those words aren't really working in our favor, we're losing connections. We're not adding to our pot. It's really important that we have words that are going to add value to us, not Mm -hmm. take away. And a lot of people, when I hear them speak, it's like, you know, you could, you could join me. You could. And this is a discounted word. It's like devaluing yourself in the speech. Messaging is really important because the message moves the mission. It really does. It really Mm -hmm. creates this unique advance for your work. If you are sharing a message that really, really is sticky, it creates this 
high interest or very good curiosity, you're winning because you're actually bringing people to you. You're extending those conversations. You're letting people get to know you more just from what it is that you're saying in that in that initial advancement or engagement. <laughs> I, I love that. If I had to like put this in a picture, you have your message as a person or as a brand, it kind of depends on what you're doing at, at that particular moment. But let's just talk about your personal brand. You have a message that you're at an event and you give that spiel to people. Then that connection or that, I love how you said the message moves the mission. I absolutely love that. Therefore, when you're delivering your message about you, then you're making those connections within whatever you're networking. Am I understanding correctly? Yes, yes. And and really, if you have a really good message, it shouldn't change so much, right? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, the setup, like, you know, if you're playing basketball, the setup would be a little different, but the words would always remain the same. And this mm-hmm. is why it's important for us to start with our personal value, because our personal values aren't really going to change. They will evolve, but they won't change. We're going to add value to ourselves. So we'll add more words to our message as we go along. More words get added in. Nothing gets removed. So when we're starting with that great foundation statement, this is the pillar, the core. What are we offering? What Mm -hmm. do we want from those offers? That stuff is going to go in that foundation statement. And as we grow and add more facts to our business, we're going to build on that foundation. It's like building a house, right? So when we are out networking in real life or in virtual life, it's important that these values are infused in our message because people are hearing this. And the point of our message is so that the words transfer. It's really not to create conversions. People get so messed up and like, oh, you know, the message should convert. I should get a client from my message. But that is not how messaging works. Mm-hmm. Messaging is a way for people to share what you're doing. So if you're not sharing the values that you have and the expectations that you set, the needs that you have, then what are we actually saying to the next person behind you? What are Mm. we telling them? This is when we build a great message that shares who we are, what we do, and what results we can offer, which is the needs, right? The results is like, well, these are, this is all of the needs. What do you want? from your clients. And when we infuse that into our message, we're getting very good shareability, transferring of that message. And then we add the sticky words, right? So the sticky words are the words that are actually going to transfer. I hear a lot of people say way too much. We go so far into detail. We want to tell people all our backstory, our history, and everything in a 30-second clip. And that's not really effective because we're not remembering anything. There's nothing that's sticking in our mind, sticking out and the information that we can share. When we think that we're sharing a good message that, man, you know, I want to share everything. I want to share that I've been in business for 20 years and that I opened up three stores and that I had, you know, all these successes, but that's not really the information that's going to stick in my mind and allow me to share you and your best quality. This is where I feel like you just hit me with that. (laughs) Though I do like to tell people that Um, I don't hear you ever saying that stuff. I hear you. I hear you saying it after like that's the aftermath, right? You you have your your foundation that you lead with, you open with. And when people get curious, 
then you get to share all of those details, right? When people are like, well, how, what what is the podcast about? Then you'll say, well, I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. You know, it's the aftermath conversation. It's after them with your message. I kind of did because I'm like, (laughs) I'm looking at you. So it's hard to like put somebody else in the the frame. (laughs) No, I got you. Let me ask you, is a message the same as like an elevator pitch or is it something different about it? I don't think that the message is an elevator pitch. I think a pitch is a pitch and a message is a message. So if you're pitching something, it's an offer. It's what do you have to offer? Like if you are in an elevator with someone and you want to sell them your biggest project, you're not going to lead with the who you are, what you do. You're probably going to start with the project because you only got a couple of minutes to go up. Well, pitch is a pitch. I think at the end of your message, you should put your elevator pitch if you have things to offer. Mm -hmm. And those offers are changing because you're not running the same program all year round. You know, McDonald's isn't leading with the Big Mac all season long or all year long. They're changing. Sometimes they want to go with the quarter pounder. Sometimes they want to go with the chicken nuggets. Sometimes they go with the hot meal that they've created for Bad Bunny. That rib sandwich. (laughs) Yeah. But the offers are always changing, right? And so I think this is where people get stuck too. So that's a great question where they believe that the pitch is the message and they're not, they're different. Yeah. I'm glad I asked that because I think it can be confusing for some people, but when you explain it, it makes sense that you're leaving them. You really want that message to leave them with something stuck in their minds about you. So even if they don't need you in the future, it translates for them to be able to tell someone else about you down the road. And I I really do like that so much because I don't think we often think about that, but it's really important to grow your business. Yeah. Scale it. It's networking, right? Because Mm -hmm. you don't know, you don't know who you know. Like, I don't know who you know, right? Right. So I have one shot to give you the most valuable information about me. I have one opportunity. And if you get bored from inception, you're not listening. Share with us your messaging, Talisha. What's your message? My message is, my name is Talisha Joseph. I am the owner and founder of The Official Glue, where I help individuals master the art of networking so that they can get on the yes side of their business. And then I will wrap that up with an offer if I have one. Got it. Got it. I wanted you to say that because I wanted people to have an example. And truly, you all, she says this every single time when she's introducing herself to someone. Every single time. And it actually does stick. I could probably recite it. You know what I'm saying? Because I've heard you say it so often. And that's a beautiful thing. But people will remember exactly what it is that you do. So I really appreciate you sharing your messaging with us. Okay, so I know you've been an entrepreneur now for how many years? Six, eight? Yeah, I've been on paper because, you know, we all go through this phase where we're doing something, but then we're like, now we should solidify it. (laughs) We should Mm -hmm. probably make this a business. So on paper, five years, I've been doing this 100% full-time job, no side hustle. This is it. I love that. Tell me, how has it been? What's been your biggest success so far? I think 
like I really count all the successes as huge because I feel like I'm always moving in the right direction with my business. And, you know, I think like the milestone for me was LLCing. I was like, oh my God, I'm finally official, right? I was so excited about that. And then, you know, I think for business owners, we have to stay conscious of the successes. Like we have to count all of them. There can't be just this one huge or this one big letdown or this one huge success. Like everything that we do to move us in the right direction is a success. Like, man, coming on a podcast with you is a success, right? Because I'm like, this is something I want to do. So this is a new milestone, a new success. I mean, I've had so many. I think the overarching idea for me is that I am living up to my word. I am doing exactly what it is that I could teach everybody else to do. And it's actually working, right? I've done so much in such a, a short period of time, like so much. I've traveled to many places in the first six months of the year, I was gone for half the year. And I mean, all of this is through networking. Wow. All of it, all of the opportunities that I've gotten is because I am doing my work. I am my biggest client. I'm my first client. And Your I'm first living client. that it works. I'm just living in my yes. I really am. I can't really count one big success. I think they're all successes. And I'm just happy that I'm in a position where I can say yes. I love it. I'm super proud of you too, because I have seen you grow just in the year and a half. I believe that I've known you. I have seen your business just skyrocket. And I think that's a beautiful thing. What has been your biggest challenge as an entrepreneur? I think my biggest challenge is the business that I decided to go into, right? It's it's just this unique unicorn type business. I mean, the word networking rings different in everyone's ear. Everyone has a different idea of what that is. To combat this big mission has been a challenge. It's, it's very challenging. I'm finding that I'm really getting to a space where I'm realizing that the people who need me find me and mm. we work. And instead of me reaching so far to find the people, the people who need me find me. And that was hard for me to kind of grasp because mm. in the beginning I was like crying lots about why aren't people getting it? I mean, I can help everybody, you know, that kind of thing. And then I realized like the people who need me will find me because not everybody is ready for what we have to offer. And that is okay. Mm -hmm. And I also realized the more successes that I have, the more attractive Mm -hmm. (laughs) I become. It's really just a shift in mindset of focus on you focus on me and I will. And then because I am so focused on me, everything that needs me will come to me. Have you found a pattern in any of your clients that similarities is what I'm saying? Like, have you found that there are certain people that are seeking you out? Yeah, I think everybody has the same issue. All the clients have the same issue and it really starts at this foundation. Like, I feel like my business has shifted Because in the beginning, I was so focused on the networking Mm -hmm. and then getting into Clubhouse opened up a whole new business model for me of really starting with the basics of building. 
and messaging and how that affects everything. You know, I realized that I have clients from all different walks of business, which is something that I said I wanted in the beginning anyway. Mm-hmm. I have somebody who's in the life insurance business. I have someone who is um who is a personal trainer. I have a trademark attorney now. You know, I have people who just are in all different facets, but business is business. Mm-hmm. And once you know the foundations of business, you can run any business. You could do anything really. But I think that a lot of people just realize they get stuck in this niching and finding this one singular idea and then just running with the idea and not really going back to the basics and building a great foundation. Like, you know, the messaging, the systems, because all of that affects your networking, honestly, because if you don't have a great message, you're breaking down the communication cycle. Right. If you don't have great systems, you're breaking down the way that the communication flows. So all of that matters when it comes to networking. And, you know, you're breaking down your response time, which is important in networking. No one wants to wait forever for a response, really, especially when it's something that is going to advance you in your career. You need to respond quickly to these things. and. If your systems aren't set up to to facilitate those responses, you're breaking down your network and you're ruining your reputation. So Mm. all of that matters. And I find that my clients right now are in that phase of business where they've probably been in business for a long time and doing what they've been doing for a long time, but they haven't done it as a business for themselves. Got it. There's a difference in that. Do you find that you're working primarily with people on messaging for a business or brand? Or are you working on a message for their personal brand? I don't think there's a difference in personal or business brands. I don't believe that there's this underarching line of demarcation there. Like there should be two separate identities. Because what I believe is that you have a identity And then at some point as your business grows, it will start to create its own break. There will be, Mm -hmm. it will start to break into its own entity. You know, for me right now, I am an advocate for my business. I show up on the podcast. I show up on, on the stage and speak, but I'm always speaking in reference to my business. At some point, my business will grow out of me and it will become its own entity. I think sometimes as as new business owners, we want to create that separation way too early, which kind of hurts us because who's advocating if we're Mm -hmm. not? Well, the reason I ask that question is because I think for me, I went the opposite direction. Like I built a business brand. People until probably two years ago didn't really even know who was behind the brand because we had so much of the communication that was specific to the brand. The messaging was all about the brand. But now, because I feel like we're in a world where personal branding is so important that we've now put a face with our brands. And anyway, I kind of digress on that, but I was just curious about that. But I could see where it doesn't really matter, especially when you are the brand, (laughs) when you're like individual, the brand, it is one and the same. I can definitely concur with that. But I think Uh, that all brands start there. I think if we take, if we go to like, I know you've watched this movie because you, the founders, right? 
McDonald's. Yes. Right. All brands start there and where there is someone who's driving the business and using their name as a representative of this business. I think for entrepreneurship right now and small business owners, we're so linear focused on being big brand, big box brand, but we have to go through the journey the same way they did, you know, when Nike started, someone started that company. Someone had to go mm-hmm. to the business meetings and show up and shake hands and say, hey, I am whom representing Nike, this unknown place or Reebok or right. McDonald's or Sam Walton, for God's sakes, had to go and shake hands and solicit his business to other investors to build out in Walmart, really. But I think sometimes we forget that that is part of process. And so we want to separate ourselves and build a brand, this huge entity outside of ourselves. But who's running it if we're not? Who's the face? Who's the person that's going to be on the other side of the phone when someone calls in with a question or a concern? It's going to be you until you have other people. And this is why messaging is so important, Mm. right? Because in the beginning, you are an advocate for your business. You're not your business. You're advocating for it. You're going out there. You're shaking hands. You're kissing babies. You're telling people what it is that you have to do. And then when you hire a new employee, guess what happens? Why we say the who you are, what you do, and what results you offer. Because the what the company does will never change. The results that the company has to offer shouldn't change too much. But the who you are and what you do is interchangeable, right? It's like Mm -hmm. if you were... If I hired you to work for my company, you would have a a name and a title. You would be Monica Allen, lead social media person for the official glue. But the rest of the message would say to think. So you're always sharing my business, right? I think when we talk about messaging and how it relates to networking, it's building something that can transfer as your business grows. Because we don't want that message to change every time we get a new employee. We don't want our employees sharing a new idea every time. Every time that someone goes out and advocates for your business, we all should be one band, one sound. We should have the same sound every time. And this is where people really will connect with your business. The more advocates you have, the better because that's more opportunity for people to hear your sound of your business, right? right? Yeah. But, you know, I feel like networking is the best advertisement when done properly. Because again, when we watch TV, are we getting a new commercial every time? No, we're getting new visuals, but the message is the same. A Big Mac is a Big Mac. I can recite that song in my head (laughs) over and over and over. (laughs) <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll go to McDonald's and I order a Big Mac and I got to sing the song to my, it's like two old beef patty, special sauce, pickles, cheese. Does it have onions? So I'm looking to see if it has onions, right? But the message never changed. 50 years later, and we could still sing the Big Mac song. Why? That's very true. Why? Yeah. Because they've been singing the same song for 50 years. Yet the commercial, the visuals for that song have changed over the years, but the message is the same. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I can sing that one and then the NyQuil and yeah, <laughs> I can sing. 
<laughs> can sing all those songs for sure. Well, that makes sense. I mean, the messaging definitely has to be on point for your company. You don't want to confuse people. You have too many messages. It will confuse people for sure. Very good. What's something you would tell your younger self if you could go back, turn back the hands of time? We tell my younger self that you you can do whatever you want to do. I think right now I'm in a place where I'm like, I can do whatever the hell I want to do. <laughs> you know, I think in my younger self, I had all of these ideas and everybody would kind of tell me what I should do. Like when I was a kid, I really wanted to be an interior designer. I was like, oh, I want to I want to be interior designer. I hated math, though. So I took some courses and math was like the primary thing. And I was like, uh-uh, not doing this. Like we don't need to know areas and, and <laughs> distance and radiuses and all this stuff. But I think that my generation, the people who brought me up, the only path they knew was go to school, get an education and follow one of these tracks. And I've always been a go against the grain kind of girl. <laughs> like I've always been that way. and so. It was really discouraging for me when I was younger to kind of explore my options because mm. I only felt like I had one. And then when I didn't choose that option, I was kind of lost. I was like, I don't know what to do because the option that they want me to do or the one that they're saying is the right way, I don't feel like it's right for me. So what do I do? If I was to go and give my younger self some advice, I would definitely say like, the world is your oyster. And you have so many options. You can do whatever you want to do, right? And it's possible. So just focus. Just focus on what is it that you like to do and build a business around that or join businesses that are connected to your interests. Like, I don't believe that everybody is suited to be an entrepreneur. I don't. I think Agreed. some people are suited to actually work in companies. I think the one thing that we don't really put into consideration is what are we interested in? Because if you do are doing something that you're interested in, it will no longer feel like work. And that's the truth. And that is true. That's true. I really don't feel like I work very often because I enjoy what I do so much that it really doesn't feel like work. But I think that is the key is to find what you enjoy doing. And I agree with you. Everyone definitely isn't meant to be an entrepreneur. All of us can't be entrepreneurs. Society wouldn't quite work. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work. And I mean, I'm so blessed that I have I've had the opportunity to be a parent. I find that this is like the best thing. Like I love parenting. And my son, he's what, he'll be 16, so he'll be in the job market. And we were talking about this the other day and he's like, "Oh, I'll just go work at like Jimmy John's or something." And I'm like, you don't even like to eat. <laughs> it's just like, you're not a foodie. You're not going to explore the options. They're going to give you subs. They're going to be like, I don't want to eat that. So why would you take a job like that? What mm -hmm. do you like? Because you need to be motivated to go to work every day. Like, I don't care how much money this job offers you. If you wake up and you're like, oh, another day at the office, you're going to quit. In this generation, what I'm finding is that they're so money motivated. Like they really, really just want to make money. Like let's make money. And then they're running through jobs like underwear, like so quick. <laughs> Every couple of months, they're turning over jobs. 
And it's because they're not chasing their interests. Like if I had a do-over, I would really chase my interests. And I think I did. I really, if I go back, I'm like, I loved fashion. So I worked in a lot of retail stores. Mm -hmm. I always had this mindset of what's in it for me. And I know that a lot of people are like, well, we, you can't do that because you shouldn't be so, you shouldn't be so selfish. You got to give, give, give. And I'm like, you're a better giver when you feel like you're receiving. When you, when you have something on the other end that keeps you motivated, you will give because you know that you're going to receive. And it's like, I would work at places like I worked at BB and I'd like, I love this because I'll get a paycheck. I'll get a discount. I'll get to wear great clothes. It was just a win, 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 win for me. (laughs) I worked at a coffee shop and I'm like, I love coffee. Why not? It's a win, 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 win. So I always had this ability to set up win-win scenarios for myself. I worked at a bridal shop and I was like, oh my God, this is great because homecoming's coming around, you know, prom. Guess what? I got discounts on my dresses. All these things were useful. Finding useful opportunities, opportune opportunities is really the networking strategy. It really is because I think that we go and we don't really think about how we can be served as well. It needs to be a win-win scenario so everyone stays happy. Totally agree with that. Totally agree. I tell when I'm interviewing team members, new team members, I will tell them if if you are miserable at a job, this is not the place for you. I would not want to know that you're wake, waking up every day coming to the office and thinking, I hate this place or that you're miserable. That's not the way to live your life. I agree. And even people quit, even if they don't physically quit, they'll quit mentally. It's important that people, like you said, it's a win-win. I like that so much. Well, Talisha, tell people how they can get in touch with you and the official glue. Oh, wow. So, so many options, right? I'm everywhere. I am on Instagram at the underscore official underscore glue. I'm on LinkedIn because I love LinkedIn. You know that, Monica. I'm mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. You can just type in my lovely name, T-O-L-L-I-S-H-A Joseph on LinkedIn. And those are pretty much the two places that I'm I'm hanging out very often. And let's not forget our favorite space, Clubhouse. So I'm on Clubhouse pretty often as well. And I am an open door. So I love, love, love to communicate and chat. And I am a responder. So if you connect with me, I will get back with you. I hope to hear from some of you soon. Yes, Talisha is definitely a responder. I post something. Talisha is usually the first person to comment on my posts with thoughtful responses. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so. it's so important. And I think as business owners who are growing a business, like your business is only as good as the people who support it. Really? Like this is a facts. Like if you are running a business and you have no supporters, you are going to be running a very long race. A very yeah, long You don't have race. a business. Right? After a while, you'll discover that. <laughs> you you don't have a business. I feel like I am in a space that I need to cherish because as the business grows, obviously my time will get a little bit more put back. I won't have as much time. But I think about this and in strategy, I'm like, okay, well, I have time to comment. 
I have time to respond to my notifications. I have my notifications on. If I am doing something, I don't. But if I'm free and I'm just getting ready, I can respond to a text. I can respond to an email. It's not going to take that much from me. But what is what it's adding to me is I'm building a network. Mm. That's the ad. For me, it's like a priority. It's part of my business to mm. respond to my people. Because when I then say I have something to offer, I want you to respond to that. And I also want you to give me credit, right? Because if you have someone that you're going to refer to me mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I have this great referral for Talisha, but Talisha takes three days to respond. You're going to question if you want to even give me that referral. It's going to be point. a question in your mind because you're going to be like, yeah, I have somebody great. But it's going to take her so long to get back. Right. For me, it's like I'm responding. And when you have someone at top of mind, you can already know and rest assured that if you give me someone. I'm going to get back to them. It's building confidence in my referrals. Right. Not just, you know, so this is a system. It's not just because I'm like, I don't have anything to do and I get time to be on Instagram all day, but I understand that how these small actions are going to add up in big results. Because when people refer people to me, they're getting a response <laughs> that day, maybe even that hour, right. seriously. And the growth spectrum of things, it's like, as my time kind of gets a little bit less available, I'm going to have someone there to respond because that's an important part of my business. It's right. important. And I think that we should prioritize response like we should. Gotcha. Yeah, it is important for sure. Well, Talisha, thank you so much for joining me today. I do appreciate you. Oh, Monica, you know, I just want to share some sentiments about Monica while I have like two minutes and a whole audience listening. Monica is an amazing person. She's so well-versed, has so much knowledge. This podcast, if you listen to a few episodes, it will advance you in your business. You will learn some things. She has amazing guests on here dropping awesome tips, tricks, and things to get you out of sticky situations. Please listen to the Becoming Your Own Boss podcast. And and I'm going to plug you because I saw that you are running a masterclass or a situation. And if you're in the Atlanta area, make sure you join it because Monica's been in business for a long time. I think I actually, it was like, I need you to mentor me. I need you (laughs) to be my mentor because I have some areas of which I want help with. Monica has a family. She has a husband, she has children, and yet she's still running a successful business. These are the type of women that you want to model and, and exemplify because these are the women that you, you want to follow in their footsteps and do the things that they're doing. I'm honored to have you as someone that I could just call and ask questions or I have, you know, I have connected with you and I have the connection and it's such an honor to be in your circle, really. Oh, I'm like blushing and stuff. (laughs) I'm honored to have you as a part of my circle and that you are a part of mine as well. And I think that we definitely can all learn from each other. And it is so important to surround yourself with the right people, especially when you're in the entrepreneurial space, because it can be tough. It can be lonely. But if you have that support system, that in itself will take you miles and miles. So thank you for those kind words, Alicia. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome.
Thanks, Talisha, so much for being a part of the podcast. There were lots of takeaways from her, but I will share a few that will stick with me. No pun intended. One, when I think about communicating a message, I like to think about someone being able to file me into the Rolodex of their brain. I want them to easily be able to connect me and what I do with someone who may need my service or product. The right messaging will do just that. Two, concisely define your message in the terms of who you are, what you do, and the results you offer. The results are key because if someone is in need of the results that you offer, then someone will point them towards you. They'll point them in your direction. Talisha also talked about adding value to yourself. I love this because we should continue to learn, grow our business, grow our expertise, and educate ourselves. This thereby adds value to what we bring to others. How are you doing this? Four, learning to market yourself makes networking all that much easier. You know what value you bring and what results you can deliver. And lastly, all of these things are essential for you as an individual as well as your business brand. I hope you had some great takeaways as well. Thanks for joining me today. Take a moment to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Become Your Own Boss Podcast for business tips and inspiration to help you stay the course. As I mentioned earlier, I am so grateful for the ladies that have become a part of my business journey. Take a moment to become a part of my community by heading over to my website, monicaallen.com. Simply complete the pop-up window with your name and email address. I want to bring more to you in 2023, so join my community to be the first to know what is happening. Now is the time. Now is the time to level up, leave a legacy, and become your own boss.